0: Hey family, happy Saturday. I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus. Count it not strange. It seems simple, right? As born again believers, as sons and daughters of God, we shouldn't count anything strange. What we see on the news, what we see on social media, what we see in our very personal life. We shouldn't count it strange, but for some reason we do. But let's just go into the word of God. First Peter 4. I'm gonna read the whole chapter, so let's just dive into the word of God. And the Bible reads, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past in our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, reviling, banqueting, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same access of riot, speaking evil of you. Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick in the dead? For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sin. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. If any man minister, let him do it as with the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange. Concerning the fiery trials which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad, also with exceedingly joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and the spirit of God rested upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matter. Yet, If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be to them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them suffer according to the will of God. Commit the keeping of their soul to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Amen to the word of God. <clears throat> this particular chapter is very, um, for some, is really difficult. Um Even for myself at first in the very beginning stages to really, truly count it not strange when you begin to go through stuff. But to know that you're going through is not in vain, that to suffer as a Christian is you're not going to suffer in vain. But to suffer as a Christian and not as a murderer, not as a thief, not as a liar, not as someone that's causing trouble, because then the consequences is valid. But it's a different suffering when you're suffering and you have done nothing at all. It's a different suffering when you're trying to do the right thing. There's no greater feeling of being persecuted or suffering while doing the right thing. That is the like the worst feeling. But in this chapter, the Lord wants us to understand that even in that, that we need to go through it. Rejoicing, rejoicing God, knowing that I'm being persecuted for the name of Christ's sake, that I'm being rejected for Christ's sake, that I'm going through this for Christ's sake. I love that it said that what we used to do, the things that we used to do and the people that we used to run with now speak in evil of us because we no longer want to do it. And this is something that has happened in my life that. It's kind of hard to truly minister to those that you used to be with before you gave your life to Christ. Um, People see you and they look at you and all they can see is who you used to be versus who you are now. And you can't let that stop you. And you can't let the enemy use that to pull you back into what you used to do. But you have to count it all glory. and You got to count it all for the glory of God because the enemy would love for us to get stuck and people are quick to say remember when remember when remember when and we have to know like just like it said in the very beginning in verse 2 that he no longer shall live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God that conversion is vital and this is how you can know that you have you that you have become that new person in Christ, that that conversion has taken place, when you're no longer living the rest of your life to yourself in the flesh, to the lust of this world, but you are living the rest of your life to the will of God, that that is your declaration, that I'm not going to live the life that I used to live, that I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to do the will of God. And to know and to count it not strange that people are going to persecute you. To count it not strange that people are going to reject you. To count it not strange that people are going to oppose you. To count it not strange that things are going to happen because you are turning your life around, no longer living to yourself. But you have to be careful because as it is written, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? That at the end of the day, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, we have to know that we shall be judged not only for the decision that we made, but how we acted with that decision. How did we act once we gave our life to Christ? Did we live for ourselves or did we live for the will of God? And to know that what we're going through is not to be counted as strange. And so often we count it strange. I've counted it strange. And still sometimes, depending on what it is, I, I raise an eyebrow like, Lord, how could this be? And it's funny. I was going to really, um, really put this with the process because I feel like even in this, this is still part of the process of God um, having us become, becoming that man of woman of God and becoming who he's called us to be. But, you know, I just went with the title, count it not strange, but it also do Um, to me, go with the process because we're going to see these things come to pass. We're going to go through the fiery trials. We're going to go through the persecution and the judgment. We're going to go through all of that. We're going to go through the the, the slandering. We're going to go through the backbiting. We're going to look at, we're going to go through it all, but we have to know that we're to suffer for Christ's sake. That if we're going to suffer, we're going to suffer for the name of Jesus. That if I'm going to suffer, I'm not going to suffer because I stole something. I'm not going to suffer because I murdered somebody. I'm not going to suffer because I was a gossiper and I got caught talking about somebody. I'm not going to suffer for things of this world. I'm going to suffer for Christ. I'm going to suffer because I want to go and worship. I'm going to suffer because I want to kneel down before him and pray. I'm going to suffer because I choose to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to talk about him in the workplace and maybe that might cause me my job or maybe that might cause me a friendship or maybe they might cause me a relationship we don't know what the suffering is I believe each and every one of us suffer differently according to the will and purpose that God has for each and every one of our individual lives the suffering is different your suffering you may your suffering may be that job or your suffering may be in an ailment. your suffering may be something that is different from someone else, but it doesn't mean that you have to let go of what God called you to do. But to know that I'm going to go through this, knowing that Christ suffered for me, Christ suffered for me, Christ suffered for me for as much then as Christ have suffered for us in the flesh arm yourself likewise with the same mind. This is very important. That was the very first verse in first Peter four, that we arm ourselves in the same mind, knowing that I'm going to suffer for Christ as Christ has suffered for me, that to live the life of the gospel is not an easy life, that there is going to be some persecution. They're going to be some pointing fingers. There's going to be some betrayal. There's going to be some real wounds, some real hurt, some church hurt. Amen. Some relational hurt, some friend hurt, job hurt, home hurt, hurt on every side. But I have to know that I am going to stand firm and I'm going to arm myself. And I like that it said, arm yourself, prepare yourself. Basically, when you're armed, you're a person prepared for battle. Arm yourself. Likewise, with the same mind that he that has suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin that when you got to that place that you are more, that you are moving and walking just as christ did sin has no dominion you have ceased from sin and you are walking with an attitude of christ jesus that you are walking to do the will of god as christ jesus that you're no longer wanting to do and go after your lust but to go after the will of god amen arm yourself How many of you can honestly say right now that you are armed and prepared to go through persecution? How many of you can honestly say that you are armed and prepared to suffer for Christ's sake? When when you think of the word suffer, we go running. We run. Ain't nobody want to suffer. But here this verse is telling us to arm ourselves likewise with the same mind to be ready. Be ready to go through it and to know that I'm going to go through it for the name of Christ and Christ alone. I'm not going to go through it because I'm making a mistake or I'm doing something stupid or I'm hanging with the wrong crowd or I'm being a busybody. No, I'm arming myself. I'm preparing myself. I'm putting on the armor of God, I'm standing firm on the word of God, and I am ready to not count it strange when I'm going through a trial, when the storm knock on my door. Forget it, storm, some of us be having tornadoes knocking at our door and we are really counting it strange because when was the last time or tornado knocked on your door? See, some of the things we're going through is out of the ordinary. It's like, Lord, what is going on? How could this be? But the Bible is telling us, count it not strange, when that storm, when that tornado, when that persecution, when that rejection, when that hurt, start knocking at your door to arm yourself and say, you know what? Christ has went through this. I can get through it too. He has overcome. I can overcome too. Arm yourself. I think it's time for us to arm ourselves because the end is here. The end is truly here and we got to be ready. We have to be ready in the name of Jesus because it is here. It is here. It is here. I don't know about you, but like I said before, there is a shift in the spirit and Christ is on his way. Christ is on his way. If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify on God's behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin with us, what shall the end be to them that obey not the gospel of God? Judgment is coming for the house of God first. Judgment is coming for the house of God. So what are you going to do when God comes to you? How are you going to stand before him when he, did you suffer for me? What is your answer going to be? What is your answer going to be when he asks, did you suffer for me? It's not an easy thing. That's why the next verse said, if the righteous scarcely are saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Because even the righteous don't want to suffer. Nobody wants to suffer. Nobody, but Jesus said, if you want to reign with me, you must suffer with me. But don't get angry. Don't get bitter, but rejoice in that suffering. Rejoice in that suffering. Knowing, as Paul said, that I reckon that this present suffering is not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us, that there is a reward to them that overcome. And go through the suffering process that Jesus is taking us to. There is a reward at the end. There is a reward to it. And I was just really meditating. I'm like, Lord, because we going through we. we. Whew, I was just speaking with someone and it was just, you know, my heart just was just breaking because the church is actually hurting. most of the time when I'm speaking to so many people, most of the people that heart is broken or confused or full of doubt and don't understand is the body, the body. And we're supposed to be the one with the joy. We're supposed to be the one with the conviction of the word of God on our heart, declaring and decreeing. But. So many of the church is falling away. The church is hurting. The church don't understand. The church is counting it strange. The the church is drawing back. The church is giving up. Why? Because we have not armed ourselves. Likewise with the same mind of Christ. We haven't armed ourselves. We didn't prepare ourselves. We just want the prosperity gospel. We just wanna hear that God is gonna bless me, open the windows of heaven, Pour me out of blessing, but we're not arming ourselves for that evil day. And when the evil day come, we get upset. We get mad. We get angry. We got all of this unforgiveness. We don't want to go to church. We don't want to pray. We don't want to worship. We want to give up. Why? Because we didn't arm ourselves. We didn't prepare ourselves for the battle that was to come for the suffering that was going to come. We, it's like we, we, we skip half of the things that Jesus said. We look for the blessings, we look for the, 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 the anointing, we look for the power, we look for the authority, but we shy away from the suffering. But I'm telling you, as a woman of God and a person that has suffered, and I mean suffered a lot, and God knows that I know there's more suffering to come. That suffering produces fruit. That suffering produces oil, family. But we shy away from it. And there's people who are walking away because they didn't arm themselves and they're suffering and they're hurting and they're angry and they're mad and they are walking away from God. They are walking away from their calling and they're going back to the world, going back to their old ways because they counted it strange. They counted it strange as a woman of God. They counted it strange as a man of God that I did this and I did that. And it's amazing how we give God a timetable. We do. I have done it. And if we could be honest, a lot of us give God a timetable. Well, we, I expected God to do this by now. I expected God to do that by now, but if he hasn't showed up and I did this and I did that, I've heard it. I've said it. But who are we to give God a timetable on when and where and how he should bless us and turn things around? Who are we? We are the creature. We are not the creator. We are the ones that were created in his image. Who are we to tell God what he should do? But we do it and then have the audacity to get mad when we suffer. Get mad when the sickness come. We get mad when the storm come. We get mad when the tornado come. We get mad when the rejection come. We get mad, we get mad, we get mad. And then we want to fall away and we want to isolate ourselves. And then then we have the audacity to try to switch it. Not blame God, but blame people. When the truth of the matter is we're really angry with God, but we can't say that. As a man and woman of God, you can't say I'm angry with God. So you begin to put the blame on other people. Well, this person did this and this person did this. And at the end of the day, if you were honest with the people that you're speaking with and with yourself, the truth is you're mad with God because he did not show up when you thought he was supposed to show up. Or he didn't turn it around when you thought he was going to turn it around. We didn't arm ourselves. And I'm just, I just wanted to share this quick word with you. My brother, my sister, you have to arm yourself. You have to prepare yourself to know if you haven't already suffered, suffering is coming. But you have to rejoice in that suffering, knowing that it's for Christ's sake. It is not for you. It is for the name of Jesus Christ. That you're going to suffer for the name of Christ. That you're not doing it on your own. You're not doing it by yourself, but you're going to suffer for the gospel. That the gospel be preached. Those disciples went through hell. Went through hell because they made up in their mind to live a life after the will of God and not after the lust of men. The gospel was going to be preached. Even if it meant that they were going to be stoned, even if it meant that they were going to be rejected, even if it meant that they was going to get lied on, even if it meant they was going to be persecuted, even if it meant they was going to be thrown in the fiery furnace, no matter what, they made a decision that the gospel was going to be preached and they rejoiced for Christ's sake. They were thrown into prison for obeying the will of God, but we're crying and we're falling away. And running like little scaredy cats because we're up against a storm or somebody lied on us or somebody hurt our feelings. I'm offended. I'm not going back to church. We got to count it not strange. We got to count it not strange. We got to count it, not things are going to happen and it's going to become even worse family more and more as the days progress because the day and the hour is coming where the sky will crack open and our Lord and savior will appear. The enemy has little time left He has little time left And we got to count some things not strange And we got to keep fighting And pressing towards the mark of the high calling We cannot give up at this point We cannot draw back at this point We cannot fall away at this point I want to encourage your heart I want to encourage your mind I want to encourage you knowing that you have brothers and sisters Throughout this world Throughout the nation Who are going through the same thing You are not not by yourself you are not going through a storm by yourself the rain is not just falling on you the bible says it rains on the just and the unjust it's just how we perceive it with our natural eyes that's why it's so important we get in the spirit so we can begin to see what it is that God is doing that we can see the attack of the enemy and know now is not the time to retreat now is not the time to give up now is the time to arm myself with the armor of God with the word of God, to arm myself with prayer and worship. Now is the time to arm our self, family. Now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to count it strange and get weary and well-doing, but to press, press, press. I tell you, suffering produces oil. It produces light It produces something in you. Like I was saying in the message of the process, that is something about the things that we go through that experience is a reward. Experience is a reward and suffering is a reward. I don't know why the Lord has me here. I don't. All I'm going to do is be obedient to the word of God. I don't know why I'm here, but I I feel like I'm just here. Along with the process and and suffering, they kind of go hand in hand that you got to go through this thing. You got to go through this thing. And like I said, when judgment comes, what are we going to say when he asks us, what have you done for me? What have you done for me? Because the Bible says only the things that we do for God will stand. You can take all of your works. You can take all of your works with you on judgment day and it's going to go in the fire. And the only thing that will remain is what you did for God. So can you suffer for him? Could you be persecuted for him? Could you be lied on for him? Could you be offended for him and keep pressing and keep preaching the gospel and keep sharing the love of God? Could you keep doing it for Christ's sake, not for your sake? It's not you that live, but Christ that liveth in you. This is why we have to arm ourselves. Likewise with the same mind. It's not I that lives, but Christ that liveth in me, Christ suffered, Christ suffered. He, he suffered when he was here and he's suffering in you. Amen. It is not you that is truly suffering. It's the Christ in you that is being persecuted. It is the Christ in you that is being offended. It is the Christ in you that is being lied on. Same devil. He has no new tricks. He has old tricks, but he has different ways to scheme and plot. But the same devil after the same Christ. Amen. The same way Christ suffered on the cross is the same way he is suffering through you and I. You got to know that it's not about you, family. You got to know I had to go through that and I had to let that rest in my spirit. It is not about me, but the Christ that liveth in me and the life that I now live. The life that I now live is not unto myself, but to the will of God. Christ is going to suffer just like he has reigned. He reigns and sits on the throne. But as we walk this walk as men and women of God, we cannot count it strange and we cannot run away and we cannot fall away and we cannot give up because of the things that we are suffering. We have to stand for the gospel. We have to stand for the gospel. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters that are being persecuted and lied on and offended and rejected because you want to do the will of God, because you want to stand on the word of God, because you don't want to hang out with the ones you used to hang out with, because you don't hang out with your old crew. I want to talk to you. I want to encourage your spirit. I want to encourage your heart. I'm not talking to the ones that are out here living lavish, lascivious and full of lust and doing what they want to do. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters that are truly standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ, who are truly walking, walking, walking in the calling, which God has called them. Yet they're being persecuted and they're being hurt and betrayed. Lied on. I want to speak to you and say, sister, keep going. Keep going. Arm yourself, my sister. Get prayed up, my sister. Worship, my sister. Labor with him. Labor in prayer. Labor. Intercede, my sister. Arm yourself, my brother. Arm yourself. Stand firm on the word of God, my brother. Oh, put on the armor of God, my brother. Worship. Worship him. Worship like you have never worshiped him before. It's okay to to cry, my brother. It's okay to give glory to the king of kings and the lord of lords. My brother, it's okay to get on your knees and humble yourself before the great I am. It's okay, my brother. Arm yourself with prayer. Arm yourself with worship. Arm yourself with intercession. This is what we have to do. We have to arm ourselves as brothers and sisters. We have to help each other. We have to love one another. And we have to position ourselves to be ready to go through the persecution. That when we wake up in the morning, that we shouldn't count it strange that our boss is acting crazy, that we shouldn't count it strange that even people in our household is acting stupid and saying things that are not right we shouldn't count it strange when a person at the coffee shop just act crazy because you bumped them by accident you can't count it strange we are counting things strange as if we are we have no idea why things are happening to us we are counting it strange but we are not being prepared we are not arming ourselves and the enemy is catching us off guard and he shouldn't catch us off guard we should be sensitive in the spirit we should be prepared. We should be armed knowing that the evil day is coming. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. But whatever day it come, I'm prepared because I have armed myself knowing that there is going to be something that come up against me for the namesake of Christ Jesus. That there will be someone who will reject me for the name of Christ Jesus. For there will be someone who will go out their way to offend me for the name of Christ Jesus that there will be someone who will lie on me for the name of Christ Jesus. We can't count it strange, my brothers and sisters, because people are lying, people are scheming, people are persecuting, people are rejecting because the enemy has saw an opportunity to come up against you because he see we are not armed. We are not armed. So I encourage you today to get armed really get armed. Don't just say you're armed, really get armed. Now is the time to really get filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Now is the time to really labor in prayer. Now is the time to really read the word of God and soak in the pages of the living Bible. Now is the time as it has ever been before to tarry in the presence of God. Now is the time for us to intercede for the lost and for the the people in our family. Now is the time because the end is here. The end is here and strange things are happening, happening day after day, but we shouldn't count it strange as believers. The world will count it strange, but we should know the word of God. We should have the word on our heart and say, this is what my Lord was talking about. This is what he said. He said, count it not strange. This is strange, but I'm not counting it strange. I'm prepared for this day. I'm armed. I'm prayed up. I'm prayed up. I'm worshiped up. I'm ready with the word on my tongue because I've been meditating day and night on the word of God. I'm armed. I'm armed. I know what to say to someone that's lying on me. I'm armed. I know how to deal with the persecution. I'm armed. I know what to do. I know how to deal with this rejection. I'm armed. I know how to deal with it because I've been preparing myself by being in the presence of God day after day. So when the suffering come, I'm prepared. I'm armed and know that I'm going to go through something, that I'm going to go through the, I'm going to have to go to court sometimes. I'm going to have to labor sometimes. I'm armed. I'm armed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'm encouraged this night. I'm encouraged because I don't know about you, but I've been going through some things, amen. But I also been being armed and I'm, I'm I'm worshiping and I'm praising God and I'm reading my word and I have to share with my brothers and sisters because so many people are hurting and it's the body of Christ. It's my brothers and sisters who don't know why they're going through what they're going through. It's my brother, brothers and sisters that feel like giving up. It's my brothers and sisters who tired and feel like they ain't got no peace it's my brothers and sisters and it should not be it should not be but because we didn't arm ourselves and because we're distracted and because we're not positioning ourselves in the presence of God that evil day is coming and the suffering is coming upon us and we're getting upset and we're getting angry at God but I pray today after you hear this, I pray that you go and read first Peter chapter four and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Let the Bible just just open up your understanding because it's a living word. It's a living word that as you read it, as you really go with a pure heart, that you go to the word of God wanting to understand He said, when you seek me, you shall find me. You have to go to the Bible as if you are searching for gold. Like, Lord, I need to hear from you. Lord, I need to see you today. Search the Bible, search the pages, search for him, that he may be found and give you revelation and give you insight and understanding to what it is that you're going through. God don't want you ignorant, but we are dying for our lack of knowledge. We are dying because we don't want to read. We are dying because we don't want to pray. We are dying because we don't don't want to intercede and I'm not talking about natural death. Spiritually, we are falling away. We are falling away because we don't want to labor in the things of God. We're chasing after the things of this world and we're crying and having the audacity to get mad with God when he has equipped us with the weapon, the sword of the spirit that will come against every demonic force coming up against us. But we don't want to use the sword. We don't want to pray. We don't want to worship. We want to get angry. But that's not going to work for those that are of the kingdom. We have a weapon. And for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. We have a sword of the spirit. Take that living word and let it rebuild and renew your mind that you can be armed. That when the storm come, when the fiery trial come, you will count it not strange. And you will suffer for the name of Christ Jesus, that you will go through that persecution you will go through that rejection you will go through being lied on you will go through being cheated on you will go through being losing your job losing your home you will go through it rejoicing knowing knowing that Christ is being glorified Christ is being glorified in this suffering. I may be going through it, but it's going to give God some glory. I may be being lied on, but it's going to give God some glory. I may be going through this and I may be going through that. My body may be under attack, but Christ will be glorified. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I will not stop praising. I will not stop worshiping. I will not stop reading the word of God. I will not stop sharing the word of God. I am going to minister the word of God with all that God has given me to do it. He shall be glorified. When you make that declaration, when you make that declaration, what could the enemy do if God before us, who could be against us? When you make up your mind to do the will of the father, he got your back, amen. There is nothing that God won't do for those that he love. For all things are working together for them that love the Lord according to his will and purpose for your life when you make the decision that no matter what comes up against me, Christ shall be glorified. Christ shall be glorified. I am not turning back. I am not turning away. I will not fall back. I will fight the good fight because I am armed. I am armed and ready. My mind is armed and ready. My heart is armed and ready. Because I know fiery trials are on the way. And I declare and decree that I will suffer for Christ's sake. I will not live unto myself, but I shall live unto God. We have to make that declaration now more than ever. We have to make it now more than ever. We overcome Satan by the blood of Jesus and the words of our testimony. Our testimony is that I will not draw back. I will not fall away. I will not give up. I testify to all of hell that I am standing firm on the word of God. And I am in agreement with the blood that covers me. I'm an overcomer. You're an overcomer. And as Christ suffered, we also shall suffer. But we're not suffering for our sake. We're suffering for Christ's sake. Amen? Amen. Don't give up, my sister. Don't give up, my brother. Keep pressing. Keep pressing, keep pressing. Believe God at his word. Believe that he's faithful. Believe that he's not man, that he should lie. Believe that every word that come out of the mouth of God shall be accomplished in your life. Believe his promises are yea and amen. Believe that he sits high and he looks low. Believe that his hands is not too short to save you. Believe that his ears are not heavy, that he cannot hear you. Believe that he neither slumbers nor sleep, but he's always watchful. Believe my brother. Believe, my sister, be encouraged and know that you are the head. You are above. You are more than a conqueror. You are victorious in the name of Jesus. You are an heir to the throne, hallelujah. You are adopted and accepted in the beloved. You are fearfully and wonderfully made today. You are royalty according to 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a joint heir with Christ Jesus. you are, oh, oh, I'm excited now. Who Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You are my brother. You are my sister. Everything God said that you are. Declare and decree over your life. The word of the Lord over your life. You believe more what you say than what anybody else say. So begin to speak the word of God over your life. For it is a two-edged sword. Sharp, sharp the word of God is sharp, my brother. The word of God is sharp, my sister. Piercing down to divide the bone and the the word of God is sharp. It come against the lies of the enemy. It come against the oh Jesus, Jesus. We serve a God who has given us a sharp weapon. He didn't give us no dull butter knife. Amen. He gave us a sharp sword, a double-edged. Amen. And when you take the word of God and you declare it over your life and you declare it into the atmosphere. whoo, Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Cause victory today is mine. Hallelujah. Whew. All right my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I get pumped up with the word. Amen. We get cuz it's a it's a weapon. Hallelujah. It's a sword. The word it, it it does so much. It does it's so potent, it's so living, it's so real, it's so rich. And I love when I declare and decree the word of God, I feel the shift. I know there's a shift and I know that my brothers and sisters are hurting. I know my brothers and sisters are wary and confused, looking for change, looking for shifts, looking for God to show up and show out. But I need you to not count it strange what you're going through. And I need you to know that you are going to suffer for Christ's sake. Be not ashamed. Be not wary and well doing, but keep going. Knowing that God, Christ will be glorified in your life, your life. Christ will be glorified. Can you say that with me? Christ will be glorified in my life. Christ will be glorified in my life. Say it with me, family. Christ will be glorified in my life. That when people see me, it will give glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord. No matter what it is that I'm going through, Christ will be glorified. Amen. Amen. I love you, family. Talk to you soon.